Hey everybody, this is your co-host, Philip Mackle. Welcome to the Doing the Thing podcast, where we do just that. Doing the thing to help you overcome procrastination and build a legacy of wealth and success in your relationships, in your career, and in your business. I hope you enjoy the show. All right, we we are officially streaming live. So everybody uh, that's listening or slowly popping in looks like we've got one viewers probably me but um, <laughs> this is also going to go on the podcast so we're taking a little bit of a break from our hiatus um, we're slowly going to get back into doing our weekly episodes um, but we wanted to take this opportunity to go live on Facebook and then also record this for our YouTube channel and our podcast platforms just to let everybody know What's going on? What's the Doing the Thing podcast up to? What's Jason doing? What's Phil doing? What's Dr. Leroy doing? Uh, and the answer to that is a lot of stuff. So <laughs> one of the big things that we really want to get going is, of course, um, 2021 is coming up. So we've got some big ideas and some big plans to kind of talk people through you know, what it looks like on the other side, business ownership, investment things like that. Um, Dr. Leroy has a lot of really great content that he wants to, to put out to everybody as well. You want to talk about that a little bit, dude? No worries. No worries. So um, first, I actually want to talk about New Year's resolutions, although it's December 15th, 2020. And 2020, wow. Wow. Uh, you, if there was a year to start changes, it was one heck of a year for all of us, I believe. Um, you know, made some new friends, uh, got into some things, um, did some new stuff, and I'm ready for 2021. Um, so I am going to talk about a lot. So um, would it surprise you that I'm actually going to deviate a little from my psychology and go into really more the HR slash talent and people business slash um looking at true economics and investments into business ownership. Yeah, so, that sounds amazing, man. And not we, a lot of people are thinking about that right now. There are a lot of people are kind of in that job space. Like what's my next, uh, where's my next paycheck coming from? You know? Oh, yes. Paychecks. Uh, those things exist, Jason. I, I don't know. I haven't been out my house in a while. <laughs> I, thought, I thought those went to the, the, I thought those went the way of the dodo, man. I mean, you know, I didn't know they were still, the, there was such a thing as a paycheck. Now, now I do know these words called, I don't know, uh, layoff, uh, you know, downsize, furlough. Now, those words I'm familiar with, but paycheck, uh, I don't know. I don't know everything, I guess. Um, but I, I, I do think that, uh, reading an article on LinkedIn kind of to bring that home on my content and stuff. Um, I know you two guys read about history in school. Uh, are you familiar with the roaring twenties? Yeah, man. See it. Yeah. There's a lot of HBO I feel shows. I like I might've been alive back then. <laughs> I ain't going, go I'm not going there. I'm Neither. not going there, but, um, <laughs> we're going to assume you read about it. Um, and just for a little history lesson, the Roaring Twenties came right after the Civil War, and we're referring to the 1920s. You know, nightclubs. This is way before Prohibition, and every business was just booming, rebuilding, uh, huge stock market um, investments. Uh, just in the Industrial Revolution um, coming up, the Steam Age. Well, the reason I bring that up, I was reading this article on LinkedIn, was that uh, 2020 is going to be the same thing, except we're talking about the technology. 
industrial revolution. So we're mm. talking about bringing a lot more tech in, bringing a lot more innovative companies, going globally a lot more than what we used to. Um, the way we knew work is gone now. Um, there is no, uh, there is really no going to the nine to five anymore. Like that doesn't exist. People have awoken. You mean to tell me I can sit and make money in my house and I don't have to go to an office and go see Mike, who I don't really like all that much. Um, <laughs> you know, you got that kind of coworker, and I can sit and make the same living, and I can enjoy my family, and I can take time for myself, and I can go vacationing. I can do all these things now. I mean, you could have been done these things since thirty years ago, but you chose nine to five. <laughs> so, which is why I want to bring the um the nucleus or the 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 centralization of franchising you know honestly it's like people are building their own business which is good don't get me wrong i mean last podcast i i joked about that a little bit but seriously kudos to you for taking that first step but what if we in 2021 actually start sitting people down mentally and be like you know what it is time for you to make your life easier. It is time for you to take open, take this window of opportunity and move forward and own yours and own yours to where you can build in this wonderful country that we have and make the dreams that you want to have come true. Yeah. You know, you brought up, uh, you brought up, um, by the way, I'm fidgety because I've had an extra cup of coffee this morning, but uh, you brought up New Year's resolutions and, so, you know, I think back across my career and the corporate insanity of, you know, I've always been an executive sales leader and the corporate insanity of saying, well, this year we grew at 6%, but next year we're going to grow at 25%. Right? <laughs> and the only difference between November and December when those meetings happen and January is a calendar flip, right? And unless you have made the internal changes in a corporation, such that it will support that 25% growth, right? Unless you've really adapted your business model, it's foolish to think that you're going to do 6% this year and just miraculously do 25% next year because we're going to try harder. And the same thing really applies to New Year's resolutions. The fact is, I'm still going to be the me that I am today on January 1st, right? Mm -hmm. um, and unless I invest some time in looking inwardly at, you know, what does this change that I'm seeking really mean to me? And what are the barriers I as a person may be putting up uh, in the way of making that change? Unless I've been self-reflective and maybe gone through the exercise with a resource that can help me look inwardly and, and really develop those plans, then you know what? Uh, such a high percentage of resolutions fail. Um, when in reality, when you have expert help, when you turn inward, when you put things into writing, when you employ a team, to support you and let them keep you accountable. The numbers and resolutions and goals go up from 32% to 78% success rate employing those tactics. So I'm glad you brought up New Year's resolutions. And, you know, I'm going to make a few, but the reality is I'm starting them now. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't see any reason why you shouldn't, Philip. I mean, we, we should start them now, man. Um, it, it's 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 really ironic. This year has really taught me a lot, and next year I'm going to be 40. Um, so I have a lot to think about myself, and I'm like, you know, I'm only going to be one year, you know, younger than you, Philip. And um, 
<laughs> you know. Thank you for that. Uh, you, you, you're welcome. And the thing about it is, is that I got to start thinking about our future. My wife and I were actually talking about, um, you know, life insurance and, you know, moving into a home that we, you know, um, moving a home that we can call our, you know, forever home, you know, a home that we're going to grow in and stuff like that. And I began thinking about like, well, you know, if that's the reason I should expand myself out because you know what, I love teaching, you know, I'm a professor um, here in Missouri and, you know, I love teaching. I mean, it's really good, but then it's like, I look at this window that we have. I mean, our Fed rate is zero, like, you know, zero, zero, <laughs> zero. I don't know why you're laughing. Jason. Anyway, um, our Fed rate is zero. And we, the Fed is just giving out money. Like, 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 I, I, like, like cash, like you wouldn't believe, like, and I, I sit there and think about when are we going to have another chance like this? Now, I don't know about you, but I ain't waiting for another virus. <laughs> Yeah, no so, I'm sorry that I, I think I kicked the bucket list with living through a pandemic. So that, that I'll be able to tell my grandkids about the great scare of 2020. Um, yeah, hang on a second. Did you just say that living through a pandemic was on your bucket list? No, it it, it already is. It has been. I mean, <laughs> I've done it, so I have no choice but to put it on there. All so right, this, this was not forced. I mean, this was not my choice to do that. But, you know, it, it got me really thinking of this is a huge window of opportunity to start putting some stuff up, man. Like uh, Apple, Apple is not one trillion dollar company. Walmart is growing. How come, you know, Jason, let me ask you a question. How come Walmart and Amazon and Target weren't hard hit by this so-called coronavirus? Well, they, they were never shut down. They, 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 they reached that, that capacity where they have created that thing where they're an essential business, really. I mean, they have everything. They have everything that people need and want, and then some. Um, but they are mega structures, right? You know, they're they're you can't put them down. You know, even if you wanted to, if you wanted to try, you couldn't put them down. Right. Yeah, so were they forward thinking in you know building their business model? Perhaps were they lucky? Perhaps was it a combination of the two? Perhaps, but I think your bigger point is they are positioned towards the future. That is the new normal post COVID, right? Yeah. Right. And, and funny enough, um, you want to talk about recessions, you know, one of those companies was actually built in a recession. Amazon. Amazon was built in a recession. So was, so was Microsoft. So was Microsoft. Hmm. Interesting. So that's food for thought for the future. You know, why not you? You know, why not me? Why not me? You know, we talked about swords and pomegranates. I talked about swords and pomegranates last time. And I guess I was I was kind of jesting, but I mean, really, it's like, you know, the one thing I love about America is that you have opportunities to become wealthy. Yeah. You do. And just like Philip brought up a very good point. Uh, I think corporate America is going the way of the dodo and the dinosaur and whatever else animal that's going to be extinct. Um you know, people have woken up. They're like, I don't have to sit in a chair in a cubicle for eight hours a day while you pay me $10.52 an hour and I'm making you 
$50 an hour, or I'm saving you $50 an hour. See, that's why I love entrepreneurship. That's why I love working for myself is because, you know, I woke up to this years ago and, you know, contrary to popular belief, it made me an unpopular person within corporate because I'm like, you know, you can't tell me anything. And I, I know better. <laughs> I, I, I know better. And I always said when I was little and some, uh, uh, I don't know, I don't know where I got this saying from, but I've always said to myself, I never want to work for anybody dumber than I am. That's that, that's a good philosophy. I you know, never it, want to do that. It's always it goes towards that that expression. Don't don't be the smartest guy in the room. Exactly. But now I want to clarify that. Now that doesn't mean education wise, because just because I got three degrees and one that person has maybe a high school diploma, that's not what I meant. What I mean is that how can how can you tell me? that I'm not doing something right or I'm not uh, growing to my full potential or I'm, I don't have the ability to do this, that, and the other. And I'm listening to you and you make what may make what 10,000 more than me. And, and you get invited to, I guess, the bigger meetings. And my thing with corporate folk is, is that I look at them, man, at first I was mad at them, but then I feel sorry for them because you, you, you get this. The employers want you to come back and work into the office. You know, you know, Philip, what they're saying is, you know, screw your health. I, I don't care about your health. Uh, I got customers that I need to satisfy and I need you in the office right now. And people for the time, the people, the working work, the workforce is now saying, no, I don't want to do that. <laughs> I, I don't want to sit and listen to More that. people than ever. I've noticed just in my personal circle are doing some type of side hustle. They're, they're selling Etsy. They're, they're doing some type of MLM or, or CBD thing. Now imagine, imagine like putting some more effort into that and, and getting some know-how and some support to grow it into an actual business than, rather than creating yourself an additional sales role. Imagine, exactly. imagine that. Yeah, exactly. And- you know, here's the thing is um, we talk about the concept of the treadmill, right? And it's very easy to do when you have bills to pay to say, I'm going to get off the treadmill and hop on the next treadmill. And basically you're running into place. Maybe your 401k is growing a little bit, but you get, you're trading hours for dollars. And there's always a finite return on that hour for dollar equation, right? Um, but sometimes when you step off that treadmill and you're just open to learning about what other possibilities there may be, there are many things out there, but the reality is coming from an employment mentality to a self-sufficient mentality requires some incremental steps. It's not something that many people can just jump off the cliff and go, I'm an entrepreneur now. And then they start flying. Right. But instead this there are thought, there, there are steps and thoughts and concerns and questions and all those things. It's helpful to have a resource to work through. Right. So I love what you're saying about corporate America, and I absolutely agree. And I think for many people, it's just not a jump they can immediately take. They need some help in working through those steps in the process. Absolutely. Holly on Facebook did a, made a really great comment. It was one of the reasons why she went out and did her own thing. She's a bookkeeper. You know, she's tired of working for someone else. You know, she wanted to work 80 hours a week. You know, it was going to be for her own benefit. I love that comment, Holly. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Holly. Yeah. Thank you, Holly. I mean, if I wanted to work 80 plus hours, it needs to be for my benefit. Let me take that a step further. How would you like to cut that 80 plus hours to maybe 40? 
30 or 20. Ooh. Can I just hear language? We're doing an hours auction here. Yeah. I mean, seriously, though, you know, I think about, man, I think about like I've 15 years of my life, I've been an IO psychologist. And you know what? I study employees and leaders and, and, and you know what corporate folk it's it's the thing is it's like people want to i look at linkedin and people want a corporate job so bad and i say to myself why would you want to do that to yourself i mean who wants to rush to make a fixed income while you know there's a reason why these massive offices are there's a reason why amazon's so massive there's a reason why um target is so massive there's a reason why walmart's so massive why because most of us and I say us because these are my country, many country women. Most of us will settle for working for one one thousandth of our value. And to me, that just makes no. And I spent my life studying. And they're like, I need I need bills to pay. I need I need uh, I need groceries on the table. And that's all well and good. But let me ask you a question. Who's walked with you to show you a better way? Who's taking the time out to say that, you know what? Yeah. You want to be an owner? You can be an owner. Legitimately. You can be an investor. Legitimately. You want to be a partner? You can be a partner. Who's told you no, you can't do that? Because I need to meet that guy. There, there must be some time traveler that stops in our in our in some events in our lives. And he said, go be an employee because you can't own a business. You can't own three or four franchises. You can't yeah. own, you can't be an investor, though. You can't do that. You, you know what? You know what, Dr. Leroy, in, in my experience, it's usually not a time traveler. In my case, since I'm a guy, it's that little dude inside my head that like whispers in my ear. Oh, yeah. But what about this? What about that? Right. And the argument happens back. Well, that's usually the, the biggest mm. impediment is that little voice inside our own head. It's also the crabs, man. It's also the crabs. Remember the crab mentality? It's those those around you that play in their own movie saying, you know, they're speaking their own novel. Like, you can't do that. That's too much work. That's too hard. You're not built to do that. You know, there's, there's always that circle, somebody within that circle of influence that has that toxicity that needs to be kind of maybe not pushed out of your life, but handled, <laughs> handled appropriately. Friends and family. Oh man, where do I begin? Uh, since I work a, a $10.92, $10.92 job, you should work one too, but I want to own a, but I want to own my own business. You can't own your own business. You know, honestly, I love them. The, I love friends and family death, but you know what? Let me tell you, family. I, I stay with because I guess we're blood related because I love them. Friends, this year, I can tell you one of my New Year's resolutions. Actually, this was a resolution in 20. I refuse to hang around another human being who doesn't want to be a visionary. I, I can't do that anymore. I can't because even 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 on my intellectual level, meaning that I stud, you know, I kind of think outside the box and everything. It's like people that just don't want to go, you have to leave them. I mean, I, I hate to be the, the bearer of bad news is you can't take your friends everywhere. You have to, like Jason said, you have to be the dumbest one in the room because you will make the most, I'm, the dumbest one will be the, the, the least millionaire or billionaire because you're sitting amongst a table of individuals who, number one, who've made it. You're sitting amongst some money individuals that want to say, you know what? One million is not good enough. Let's make two million. And they did it. Now, it may have taken them a long time to do it. It may have taken them a short time to do it. But, you know, truth be told, that's why if our audience is listening, that's why I'm hanging around Jason and Philip, because I finally decided, um, still successful, but I finally decided, you know what? I need to hang with guys who have taken this to a level higher than I have. I need to hang with guys 
professional men that realize their own self-worth and want to do nothing, made it their mission in life. That's deep. Made it their mission in life to take others to a better level. I mean, you, I, I can guarantee you this opportunity will never come again for me because if I do it again, I'll, I'll be a stranger. I'll have to read books. But I got in to know two individuals that by the time 2021 is over, oh, I'm going to be a better person. And we'll all be a better person to our listeners in the audience. I can't wait for that to start. You know, and you bring up a good point. So years ago, um, you know, 10 years ago, because I'm only 41 years old. Um, I 35, book, 35. Stop lying about your age. I read the book Think and Grow Rich. And one of the things it says is that you shouldn't reveal your plans until your plans are in place other than to a few very trusted folks. And it talks about the mastermind group, right? So right. when I think about my friends, I don't share my plans in the same way with every person, right? There are those people who are my trusted advisors, that brain trust group that I'll say, listen, this is an entrepreneurial idea because I value, I see them as visionaries, as you've mentioned. I see them as people that can embrace something that may be a vision for tomorrow as opposed to what's tangible today. There are other folks, friends of mine that are, you know, those crabs in the basket. And I'm absolutely not gonna tell them, listen, this is what I'm doing because I don't, you know, and God bless them. Some people are right being employees. That's the perfect thing for them. Yeah. And those people who are won't understand the entrepreneurial drive. And, you know, you might as well just take your head and bang it into a brick wall, trying to yes. convince somebody yeah. who has that mindset. And there's nothing wrong with it. It's just not the direction that we think. Yes, sir. Absolutely. That's why I yes, say like, got to handle it. And, you know, it speaks to, you know, finding that group, uh, those people that, you know, you should hang out with. Um, you know, I found that out uh, early on that it takes some humility and actually, you know, hat in hand, asking someone, you know, to mentor you, asking someone, you know, to side, you know, be by your side as you're trying to grow and go somewhere. You know, I've had some, some tough conversations with folks that were doing way better than me that I probably had no business talking to, but I'm going to do it because I want to be where that guy's at, you know? So that's, Exactly. You know, maybe we could probably do a whole podcast episode on how to get into the right room and how to be around those types of people that, you know, are at where you want to go. I, I, I got a room. Love it. I got a suggestion for that. Just ask questions. Yeah. When I first asked Philip, I mean, it was like a kindergarten teacher to teacher student. It's like I wanted to know everything that he did. I wanted to know where he'd been. This is, and this is when we first met at the uh, networking meeting. You know, yeah. I wanted to know. I, I just... I realize this, this man is successful. He sits in a chair and he helps people own their own, own, not even own their own business, but helps people to build assets, which I like. I love assets. And this is what he does for a living. You know, he doesn't go and punch a time clock. You know what? You, the only arrogant boss that he has to deal with is the one when he looks in the mirror to brush his teeth. And he, he told me about that guy. Real, real prick. Um, <laughs> yeah, he's a driver. <laughs> He's a yeah, slave that's, driver. That's the worst tip. Yeah, I'm telling you, it's like you know, I got, oh, I got to talk to this dude when I brush my teeth at night. Oh, you know. But the the dynamic of it is, is that we having fun. If you're not having fun doing what you're doing, you're missing out on life, man. And that's something that 
nineteen has taught all of us, especially the thus in the in the franchise group. It's like you are here because you know what? You decide you want to change. You're deciding to say you want to be around the smart people. You want to be around the giants. You want to stand on the shoulders of giants to be successful. And I, I, I'm really excited about 2021 because we're coming up with something to make that happen. I, 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 I'm, I'm, you know what? Christmas is going to come in January for me. I mean, you know, I, I, I see all the, you know, the mugs and uh, the coffee maker. I don't even drink coffee. Wife drinks coffee. Ugh. Um, but I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited because you know what? What we're talking about is going to happen next year. I I I I I really don't want to reveal the surprise. I'm sorry. I, I'm I'm feeling like. A well, we'll get to it. Right yeah, now, we'll. Yeah, we're, yeah. I'm sorry. I apologize. We're building the content now. We're we're creating the resources. Most most of them are already there. We're just going to put them all in one spot for you. Um, but we are over time that we had agreed upon, gentlemen. Um, any alibis before we start getting out of here? Any alibis on alibi. the Facebook Live? Oh, that's that's a military thing, man. That's how we always ended all our meetings. Any alibis? Going once, going twice. <laughs> now, good session, guys. Good energy. Really, really a great way to kick off the Tuesday. Um, so thanks for joining me on here. Yes. And uh, yeah, thank you all. For, thank you both. Um, my heartfelt thanks. You know, like I said, I, I'm a doctor, professor, whatever. But again, you are the giants. You make this happen. And honestly, if somebody begins a conversation with you, they will never be the same. Oh, and that, that's just real. That's just that's real. Man. Right back at you, my friend. Yes. That's likewise. Hey, those of you that are listening on the podcast, if you want to join in on the action, you can join us in the Facebook group. Just go to group, search for franchise possibilities and let us know you heard us on the podcast or watched us on the YouTube channel and we'll let you right in. Thank you again, everybody. We'll catch you next week.